I would like to describe a field in which little has been done, but in which an enormous amount can be done. This field is not quite the same as the others in that it will tell us little of fundamental physics, but it will tell us much about the strange phenomena that occur just below our perception. In contrast to the natural philosophers of the past, the scientists of this field delve into the recesses of nature and show how she works in her hiding places. Their quest is to understand and create the imperceptible. After all, there is plenty of room at the bottom. Hello and welcome to a very special episode of the Materialism Podcast. A story about the past, present, and future material science. And today is our 50th episode. So the gang is all here. I'm joined by Jared, by Andrew, by Ramsey. We are all here to talk about what we've done so far. Yeah, today's going to be a little different episode. It's going to be about the past, present, and future of the Materialism Podcast. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> right. Honestly, it's amazing we got this far. When we started out, I had no idea that it would go to these lengths. I thought it was actually going to be a very temporary thing. Dude, most podcasts, the vast majority don't make it past their first season, right? Nine, ten episodes and they're done. Then you, <laughs> they go on hiatus forever. And so this is all to say just a huge thank you to you guys for listening and to sponsors for supporting us and keeping us actually afloat on this. 100%. Absolutely. And, and I do just want to say, this is a long-term solution now. We plan on keeping on producing episodes for the long term here. So we are excited to have made it two years and to 50 episodes. As long as there's topics to cover, we'll be here. So... I think that we've maybe touched on some of our past before, but this is kind of the episode where we, maybe this won't interest everyone, but just kind of explaining how it started and how everyone actually joined in and started working on the podcast. And so I guess we'll start with you guys because yeah. Taylor and Andrew obviously started everything off. In the beginning, it was yeah. Andrew and Taylor, right? Yeah. And I talked about the podcast. I talked a big game about this for years and years, but like I never wanted to take the plunge because there's like a billion questions, right? Like how are you going to record it? How do you even, like, what software do we need to learn? Like, what equipment do we need? What would we even talk about? Like, and it was that classic, like, analysis paralysis sort of thing. That's where I was. I wasn't doing anything because I was so worried about getting it right. And then enter Andrew. Yeah, when I was a freshman, um, at least in our department, a lot of the intro classes are rather um, shallow, I guess, for lack of a better word. We don't really go into that much of material science. So if you want to learn all this interesting stuff, you kind of have to wait until you get later into the program which makes sense, right? We don't want to scare people away. But I was really interested in learning more, and I went and tried to read journal articles as a freshman. I just had no <laughs> idea what was going on. It was pretty It was pretty bad. I was like, okay, I there's like, just in the introduction, I feel like I have to read another introduction to understand what they're talking about. And so I was like, oh, it'd be great if there was a material science podcast that I could listen to just on the bus or at the gym or something so I could just learn a little bit more on the side. And there were a few at the time, I won't name names, but they were really bad. Like yeah, dude. Really bad. The audio was terrible. It was unbalanced, and it was the same. It's mostly problem. the content, right? They'll interview some subject matter expert about a recent paper. It still all goes over your head, or it's just boring. Yeah, like they're talking about like brave lattices without even introducing what those are. So it was essentially just the same problem I had with reading journal articles, but now in an audio format. <laughs> and so I thought it'd be great to have a material science podcast. And I heard from one of our lab the people someone who runs our characterization lab that sparks was interested in running a podcast so we're at the university of utah scholarship banquet and i was taking sparks is that where it was, huh? materials, yeah, that was it. material science class at the time and i get into an elevator just going down leaving and then sparks gets in the elevator an actual elevator pitch it was the actual <laughs> right. elevator pitch yeah you always hear about it and you're like okay no way this will ever happen and i was like oh here it is i was like this is my chance and one then on one like the next day he shows up in my office. I'm going to post this picture to Instagram, but he shows up with just like some janky stuff. And he's like, okay, let's record. 
And like, I was like, what are we going to record? Like, just hit, hit the record button. We'll get something down. Yeah, it was really bad. So then we made a plan to actually kind of like write out a script, get an, uh, a proper episode together. I didn't even know how to run a podcast. What you even need. I was in the same situation, so I went on Reddit, went on all these things. What kind of software do you use? What kind of mics do you use? Found the cheapest but still good enough equipment that I could. So we recorded an episode on the history of steel. It was really bad. It was so bad. It was really echoey. I We didn't even have like any pop filters. I had a sock over my mic. <laughs> I have a picture of that too. He posted <laughs> that one as well. And so we thought about it a little bit and decided, okay, we can do a little bit better. And so we actually waited a month, re-recorded that episode, added some more details, kind of changed our dynamic there. Instead of kind of reading a script that we'd prepared, we kind of tried to make it more conversational. Oh, and we still, you know... Spoiler alert, but we're going to go back and fix that episode because steel is too important. And when you first do something, it's never going to be great. I and mean, we've had 49 tries later now. Like, we're getting a lot better at this. So stay tuned for and the we still steel don't know redux. How to yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I honestly did not know we had such a humble beginning. I mean, dude, it was like, you should see like the mixer he bought me. It was like, I have it still actually, surprisingly. It's oh, like it's a $20 like Radio Shack, you know, uh, yeah, vintage. It's, it's rough. It was not $20. Yeah. It was more than 20 my bucks. My bank account but says otherwise. <laughs> yeah. I, I still have it. Yeah. It's uh, it's my, it's in my closet. Actually, I use it sometimes for other things because I don't always take the big one with me. Yeah. So. so Andrew, was the goal to try to put out episodes um, on material science that, was helpful for people to learn material science easier or what was the goal of the podcast? That's a great question. So I taught to cook at uh, the approach from my perspective where I wanted to learn more about MSE, but I wanted to actually have like some foundational knowledge delivered as well. So that's kind of how we came up with this format where we start out with a kind of a basic introduction to the concepts before we ramp up and start actually talking about maybe the, the more nitty gritty details of it. That way, someone who is listening who maybe has a little bit of knowledge about science can be caught up and actually participate and understand the more in-depth conversations. And it was also a great way for me to learn more about my field because I would have to do research for this, and so yeah, I'd man. have to go and actually learn it. Absolutely, dude. I feel like that's my favorite part of doing an episode. Anytime I need to make an episode, I just have to learn about something I have no idea about and just like yep. become an expert for the episode. One of my favorite quips, somebody asked Andrew, like, since when are you as a, you know, a subject matter expert in 3D printing? He's like, since last night. Yeah, <laughs> After right. like, and Andrew takes this seriously. Like, I'll show up sometimes to episodes and I don't know, I've been doing this for a long time. I've been in the field for quite a while, so I can a little bit just rely on just what's rattling around in my head. But he will legit like, find whole books on stuff and blast through books. So listeners out there, Andrew puts in the grind. Like he, right, he brings you really good content. It's a lot of work to do that. Yeah. I mean, like you want to deliver good content. Like how do you make a podcast, especially if you want to remedy the errors of past ones, you have to kind of go a little bit deeper. And I think it, the value is there. I yeah. mean, like I, if, if it was as simple as just looking like something up and reading the Wikipedia page, like what would be the point of listening to a podcast? On right. It? So you want to yeah. go and, and do that, that extra work, but the, the joke about it being last night is pretty, pretty apt because some of these episodes, a lot of sure. people, you know, I get feel like, oh, you guys put so much work into it. You guys seem like you are like really prepared and professional. And then it's like us scrambling, writing the script like 10 minutes before we're going to record. Yeah, for sure. But um, we were doing it for about a year, right? We had circled back to when Sparks was teaching 2010 again, or our introduction I think class. you're right, dude. And we were editing all our own episodes. It took a long time because we didn't know how to edit. Yeah, we would just take turns and, yeah, had no idea what we were doing. And then Jared enters the scene. Because I, I assigned it as an assignment. Yeah, he assigned, I think it was X, <laughs> maybe it was X-ray diffraction. It was. And just because we were covering it and he's like, just listen to it and just 
answer questions. And so I was listening to it. I don't remember what I think it was like. First of all, I hate to air people out, but I was one of the few people who would actually listen to it. And everyone else would just come to me and ask <laughs> what was on it. But I, so I was take, I was doing it and it was fine. And obviously I enjoyed it enough to want to work on it, but I was like playing a game or something, just kind of relaxing. And I go, wow, they've like repeated the same line three times or like, wow, there's just a massive blank spot. It's like, there's not a great amount of editing and I needed to get my foot in the door somewhere and do some things. And I was like, this is a good point to, you know, form a connection with someone. So it's like, do you guys need help? Cause no, no, that is so not better. how he said it. I said <laughs> it a lot worse. I was in class and is he always, Jared always sat right up front I did. and always had snarky things to say, which actually kind of made me giggle. But at the end of one of my classes, like if it's something about audio quality, he's like, do you guys, how do you feel about audio quality on the podcast? Yeah. And I was like, what's that supposed to mean? It was not good. And so I, I have, at the time, I had like four or five years of doing editing and marketing for like different companies when I was in high school. And so I was like, I'll help you the best I can. I'm not going to pretend to be great at it, but I can definitely do better than you. So <laughs> there was some truth to that. Yeah. In hindsight, I'm not too proud to admit that there was some truth to that. He does a great job. So I don't, I don't pretend to be the best at it, obviously, but I think that I've hopefully brought some more quality into all your guys' lives. And also I was a, uh, a big proponent of two episodes a month, which is... Yeah, that's right. Prior yeah. to that, it was once a month. Yeah, and that's what led to, you know, I'm not... Recently, we've been a little dodgy, but we're doing our best to get back on track. And But that's what led to the birth of micromaterialism, because I said there was... Actually, the original plan was, and we may still do this, was I was saying, why don't we just pick something that we know really easily that Sparks already does in lessons and just knock them out in 10 minutes. But once we started realizing... That there's actually so many topics you guys want covered that are short. It was like, we might as well do those over oh, yeah. basic stuff. And Jared's also been great because he kind of has like a low tolerance for things that annoy him. And mm -hmm. so when he's listening, he'll just cut stuff that he thinks is boring, oh, which honestly makes for a better product. It's so great too, because I don't know if anybody's out there has tried to, you know, do a lot of scientific communication, writing, recording, whatever, uh, editing your own stuff. It's like, they call it killing your darlings, right? It's so hard. You're like, oh, but it was so good. But if somebody else just cuts it, it's like I don't even know what's there anymore. I don't even care anymore. So it's really great to have him and Ramsey involved in that process. Yeah, it also helps because I I passed Sparks' class. I won't say I didn't pass. However, I passed by the skin of my teeth. <laughs> like you want to, because uh, I'll give a little background. Everyone here is a material scientist in some capacity. I'm a mechanical engineer. And this is the only class that every mechanical engineer hates taking and complains about. Oh, it's dreaded. So, I mean, I, you know, you want to ask me about statics and dynamics. Yeah, sure. I got A's in all those, but well, none of that class. Just a quick <laughs> flex from Jared. Yeah. <laughs> I, got, I got A's in all my statics and dynamics classes. Actually, statics not so well. Dynamics. Dynamics is easy. Things move. Things stand still. What, what's the point? But things move. That's easy. <laughs> Ramsey, how'd you get involved, man? I have a pretty funny story. So... I had just graduated from UC Santa Barbara. Uh, find, I found me a job down in, in L.A., and I still had that knack for material science. I wanted to learn more. So I ended up sending you... Oh, I'm remembering now. An email. It was like, hey, how can I help or something? Or like, hey, you guys... Well, before that, too, we had entertained the idea of getting different people to speak yeah and we had kathy helped we right had kathy, kathy did a couple obviously. episodes and she's yeah. fantastic she was very good and so we liked the idea and maybe this isn't uh <laughs> and that's a thing saying email us and ask us stuff because <laughs> right now i think we're probably in a better spot but at the time we were looking for maybe just one other person to carry the load and so lucky yeah <laughs> it was great timing yeah i uh i reached out to 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 professor sparks 
and um, was just like, hey, I've been listening to you guys' podcast. I like it a lot. I would love to contribute. Do you guys need any help? Um, and I sent him my resume, and I did a bit of background search on on Taylor and found out that he actually worked under the same professor that I worked as an undergrad. I think you did your MS under Ram, right? Uh, no, my postdoc. Your postdoc yeah, under Ram. Yeah, postdoc to him. So I was like, okay, great. At least we have that in common. And then I've, I listened to you guys' microwave synthesis episode, and I did a lot of microwave synthesis. I think you guys did that with... Was Christina. It Christina, yeah. yeah. Christina. I ended up reaching out to you and yeah, that that was that was awesome. And that's crazy. From the podcast, you're now doing a PhD program in material science. Like because yeah. of the podcast. That's yeah, kind of I was cool. gonna say, I remember we had a meeting once and Ramsey's like, I want to get a PhD. And Sparks goes, We'll talk about it after the meeting. I was like, Oh <laughs> shit. Yeah. Oh damn. Yeah. Uh oh. <laughs> I remember that meeting because I was at yeah. a party. Mm-hmm. Uh, I will not discuss the state I was in. And then I was like, oh, shoot, I have a meeting. <laughs> and so I just, like, walked outside and got on my phone and was just standing on, like, the side of the street. That's uh, pretty funny. Yeah, we've had some very different meetings over the years. Yeah, so, I mean, you guys, I'm hopefully the show comes off relatively polished, but really, a lot of this has been, like, trial and error. We just sort yeah. of figure stuff out. We've realized that some things don't work, and we just don't do them anymore. And, and we're still obviously suffering from it because every time that we you know, get enough sponsorship money to move forward to something new. We get something new and it, it hurts the product in the beginning. Cause it's like, okay, cool. How do we figure out how to use this? Cue the roadcaster, man. Yeah. This is a amazing mixer, but holy cow, yeah, we've had like a learning curve with it. Yeah. And even then we got new mics, learning curve, just every single time. If you say the podcast sounds a little different today, it's because we're changing something. Yeah. So speaking of mics and figuring out audio, there've been some audio catastrophes over oh, yeah. the 15, 50 episodes we've done. One of the worst ones, oh, this was so bad, was with our buddy Chet. Uh, if you think back on the green surfactants episode, number oh, three or four or something, yeah. we recorded that whole thing and it wasn't there, right? It, it, did it delete or was it something, or his audio was like far away. So yeah, like yeah I don't remember, you couldn't off. even hear him. And so I had to go back and Ugh. recreate the interview with him <laughs> and then we were trying out a new format because if you listen to that episode, it's totally different than any of our other episodes. Yeah, I think I was kind of inspired by listening to some other podcast. And I was like, oh, let's edit it like that. <laughs> and it ended up taking me like an exorbitant amount of time to edit it. Like it was ridiculous. Because we instead just recorded a conversation, but instead of releasing the conversation, he would like, we then had like a like a, a story that we were building and then he'd be like, here's what Chet had to say about that. We'd sort of like pipe that audio in. It was hard. It was it not I, not intense, our greatest yeah. moment. I put a lot of work into that, that edit. But there have been other times where we have lost audio and had to re-record uh, it, and actually, that's painful. Uh, funnily enough, the most recent episode that you guys will hear, episode 49, uh, the audio file corrupted, and so we're using Zoom recordings on all of that. Super cringy. It's not that bad, to be <laughs> honest. Like, I hope you guys like it. Just dropped a bombshell. <laughs> yeah. This, I mean, ha- this happens, happens, though. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we had the best time was the time where we were like, 15 minutes into one and sparks looks at me and goes does green mean recording and i said no red does and he goes why is it green and i said i don't know and we looked and just Son of a- in six minutes there's only a six minute clip out of the 15 minutes it just cut off and we had to listen back to it and just start again yep and sometimes we don't realize until we're a lot later than six minutes in or other things where it's like someone forgets to bring the memory card all right that has happened. <laughs> no names no, that one's happened. No yeah. There was a point <laughs> Somebody where, may or may not have had a checklist of things to bring. I, I, I have a checklist. <laughs> well, I had a checklist, but then I just realized that I I need I don't actually care because I don't need to carry everything with me. Because at first, 
I took stu- or at first we gave it to Sparks, and one day Andrew and I are doing an episode, and the entire thing is just fried because he left it in his hot shed, and so I luckily Roadcaster, how nice they are, they they offered to replace it because they knew what was wrong with it, and so they fixed it for us. Totally cooked it. Yeah, and I was like, after that, I'm I'm not letting you keep it, and then I started forgetting it, so it was. We now have a method. Yes. We are still in the shed. Coronavirus rages on, I guess, because the library where we recorded that first year, man, they've booted us out, and it's been too much of a pain to get back in there. Yeah, there's all sorts of weird rules. We could never record in our our disjointed, dysfunctional style with how, how yeah. rigid they are there. Was that the original place that the recording started? No, the very first one, well, we recorded that one in my office, and it was bad. And then we did one in the... Kim uh, Gardner building. Yeah, the Gardner. And that was super building. echoey because it's like all glass. It was like a glass box. So it was like, boop, 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 like everything you'd say. There's, there's also actually one other spot. I don't know if you guys remember this, but the uh, first episode from COVID we did in the MSE building's like lunchroom. Oh, oh yeah, that's I right. The faculty lounge. You're right. Yeah, we did so one in the faculty lounge. lounge. We didn't yeah. know what we were going to do. And <laughs> I forgot about I'll that. I'll tell you what the best part about that was is with the entire building empty. The fridge was still full. Oh, I know. The the MSC students have been raiding the fridge there for years. <laughs> it's a it's an open secret in the department. Yeah. So, uh, talking about, you know, some of our mistakes, there's obviously the opposite, which is some of our, you know, good things we've done, some of our favorite yeah, episodes. Man, there's so been some slam dunks. Yeah, so let's touch on that. I mean, obviously, I think it's probably no surprise that for most people, everyone really likes the machine learning episode yeah. if numbers are any indicator that has been a popular episode i feel like i've listened to that episode maybe four times at least and it's it's a it's like an hour long stay tuned so there good. will be a part two on that one it was a good one because it was one of those episodes where sparks and i were both already pseudo subject matter experts and so there was no need to do research and so we could talk freely about it and see where the conversation just went totally agree and then there's, you know, I would say probably my favorite, obviously, which was that Andrew and I hang out on occasion. We are not like strangers to each other, so we wanted to do an episode together. <laughs> That's like the most watered down I way know. of saying we're friends. I mean, we're not friends. Look, yeah. I'm not going to say we're not strangers. Yeah, we're, we're not. I we're know not him. <laughs> yeah, we're not friends. I'm, I would never say Andrew's my friend. I don't like him that much, but you know, we're we're close colleagues. He's your acquaintance. We text at least once a week. Yeah, we do. <laughs> and uh, so we were like, we should do an episode, just just us. Just no, no, the that's not how it happened. No, no, I was gone. Oh, that's true. Sparks, I remember, was gone. Yes. I freaking bounced. When COVID shut everything down, yeah. I went up to Yellowstone and was like a well, wild man in the woods the for second, two months. But the second one, we chose to do on our own. But yes, the first one, that is true. He bounced, and we had already kind of, I want to do something car-related and... We had this rubber on the books, and obviously rubber and cars oh, right. ran up, so it just happened to work out where we could do this episode. And it was, uh... I liked that one. It was I, good. I, I listened to it. it well, was I was going to say, that one, uh, I don't even I don't even think I could remember anything from it. It was all a blur, that episode. I just remember coming in, and we just knocked it out as quickly as possible, and it turned out surprisingly really interesting, and I really liked all like the anecdotes we touched on, because there's a lot of weird ones. What episode was this? This is Vulcanization rubber. of Rubber. Oh. Because the thing about that is that it started from, like, World War II and then ended with, like, Converse skate shoes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there were a lot of funny anecdotes. Some some jokes and such didn't actually make it into the full episode. Uh, oh, yeah. That episode an artistic out. decision. That episode started <laughs> out. Uh, I, say, I know I said we recorded it quickly. I meant that there was no restarts. What I don't mean is that it was an hour and a half long. Oof. 
It was really long. And there was like a weird thing about like Zeppelins and stuff that we got into. Was there was like, a really funny Zeppelin joke. Yeah. But we cut it for some reason. Yeah. Some things just, they, it was weighing it down. And then uh, we came <laughs> <Zeppelin> back. Zeppelin joke. <laughs> yeah. We came back for a second Andrew Jared special and we'll do a third at some point. The photographer was a hit. People yeah. liked the photography episode. And very, we want, very popular. Yeah, we do want to maybe pursue those more niche topics and hope that you guys stay with us for that and kind of think, things that we enjoy and seeing how the science behind it is. Yeah, people listening, do you like that stuff? Yeah. Ramsey's skateboard episode, you know, he's a very proficient skateboarder. He knows that industry. It was fun to do that the episode. The future Lego oh, episode, so maybe? Lego's going to be a Legos. super cool one. Yeah, the skateboarding one was super fun. I got to talk with a professional skateboarder who, I mean, knows the in, ins and outs of, of skateboarding. Dude, he knew a lot, too. Like, he was more knowledgeable about materials, or at least, like, the practical aspects of it, than I expected he I really, to be. I really enjoyed yeah. that aspect, too, of having you understand the science and understand the practical. That's, I think, what made the film episode so interesting, was that, I mean, Andrew prepped a lot for it, and I just came in with working knowledge of how to actually do the thing. And so it creates a very interesting dynamic of like For what sure. you do versus what you know. Yeah, and in terms of what you were saying, Taylor, about him knowing um, the ins and outs kind of of the skateboarding materials, it's it's almost like a artist just choosing you know the right materials for his craft, right? In terms of like a skateboarder yep. picking yep. the right you know wheel type or the white or the right you know uh, trucks. So it's 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 all so. Sp- Speaking of artists and their craft, this brings to my favorite episode was the Halloween cosplay episode. Oh, that was really fun. I don't know if you listened to that one, but I loved that because I'm a dork. I love to make costumes. We're sitting in my shed and I'm surrounded by the stupid crap I've made. You built, I think, all your <clears throat> costumes, right? I love it. It's yeah. always something I'm jazzed about. And then I got to have my super rad artist friend Kara Krebs on. So if you haven't listened to that episode, I think it's cool. We talk about EVA foam. We talk about Plaster of Paris. We talk about everything. So here is pretty cool. There's a mistake we can talk about. I don't think we've ever actually mentioned this. That um, was originally supposed to be the first and maybe only That's right. video episode of Materialism. Except I recorded in HD yeah. at 1060 or whatever. Like, you recorded at 4K, HD, everything. Yeah, it was out. like many, many gigabytes, and I did not have that many on my phone. So it was like, cannot compute. Yeah, so, I mean, look, it saved me a lot of headache, so it was okay, but... It was still sad to see. Yeah, it like, it's okay, best. it's okay. We don't have to use it. It was one <laughs> at the end. We were, like, we were so excited. Oh, this is going to be such a good video. I pulled it up, and it's like, it recorded five minutes. Like, doing it. Would you guys be open to doing like a, a YouTube channel? When well, we record, we already post the stuff on YouTube, and actually, there are a lot of dedicated listeners there that can't get the audio platforms in different countries. It's either blocked, but they can get YouTube, which I found interesting. So, I mean, we post it there, and we get about ten percent of our listeners using YouTube. They like to listen there. Um, I'm not opposed to doing videos occasionally. We've posted a lot of random odds and ends. If you, if you go to our Instagram account, you know that we post occasionally some random videos of stuff. So I'm not opposed to it. And we're sitting on a lot of uh, different demos that I've just never finished editing, to be honest. So one day you'll see those. Speaking of videos, this is going to jump a little bit into the future, if you will. We have a plan, a, a preliminary plan, that is. And it would be great to hear people's opinions on this. We would like to maybe, at some point, because Sparks speaks at all these panels and he's so popular... Do <laughs> so if we if we were on video, you would have just seen what happened. I almost fell off my chair. <laughs> so Sparks gets invited to all these events and such, and so we were thinking maybe at some point we will do a live materialism episode. Yeah, what'd you think of that? At like a TMS, MSNT, and MRS, like any of these big material science conferences. What if we had a booth out in the sort of general area? We recorded an episode. I think that might be kind of rad. So if you think that's a cool idea. 
shoot us an email. Find us on Instagram and, and say, hey, which conference you'd like to see it email at? email TMS about it. <laughs> yeah, even better, right? <laughs> yeah, email the conference. Yeah, let, let us and the conference know that we need to be there. I think that would be cool. That'd be a cool way for a lot of our listeners to actually meet with us. At the last conference I went to, the MSNT this fall, I was blown away at how many people were listeners to the show. A bunch of people came up after and said, hey, I listened to the podcast. It's so fun to meet you. Like, I've heard your voice before. That was so cool. So how cool would it be if we actually recorded one there? I think it'd be awesome. Yeah, that would be super cool. It's nice always to hear good feedback like that and know that what we're doing is actually making a difference and people are liking it and enjoying it. You know, after I heard that story, my first thought was is that for everyone who likes it, there's got to be someone, there's got to be some Jared haters, some Andrew haters. <laughs> so if you're like, I really like the podcast, but I just can't stand that one person. Oh, oh for all of us, I'm sure. Yeah. There's been a lot of weird situations. I was in just kind of a public place talking to a friend once. And somebody just randomly turned around and said, I know that voice. <laughs> I think I was there for that. Wasn't it at a group meeting? It was. It was at a there group meeting. There was that meeting. group meeting, but there was another time I was just in public at like a coffee shop. Oh, really? It was It was really uncomfortable, actually. I, I didn't really want to address hey, someone. Well, it's hard, too, because, you know, it's not a video format, so that's the only way you can realize I know that voice. Are they like a little bit disappointed? They're like... Oh, they look like that? Yeah. <laughs> that, was my, that was my thought, too, yeah. Your voice sounded better. The first time you see us on Instagram, you say, oh, they're ugly. <laughs> hey, so we've done some cool things as a team, by the way. We went out to the Salt Flats. So if any of you have been out to Utah before, you know that there's the Bonneville Salt Flats, just this incredibly cool, flat, desolate spot. We went out there as like a team building exercise to get some rad night photography. That was fun. And it was Jared versus Taylor. I was bringing the uh, smartphone digital app. I was sure that computation could fix this problem i could do the most radical you know time-lapse stuff with my cell phone it was total garbage yeah. I, will, I will concede that jared totally saved the day with awesome night photography it turned out so cool yeah we have a lot and uh we didn't really talk about this one that much you can go on instagram and you can see that there is a materialism logo that was drawn and it seems good <laughs> we took about 60 of those over and over yeah Try it at home. If you've ever done time-lapse photography, try and draw a hexagon of six circles and make it not look completely awful. Yeah, try to make it so perfectly hard. straight it was, yeah, it was really without hard. being able to see the product in any capacity. Or write, <laughs> that we would write like the logo, like materialism, uh, so hard. I will say, you also have to write it backwards. That was the most <laughs> impressive thing that you did when you did that cursive materialism so perfectly. It, it turned out, if you haven't seen it, we're going to repost it as a story. It yeah. was spectacular. It was incredible. Yeah, some of those pictures came out super cool. We were also there for a long time. Here I think we expected to just long. go out there for like an hour or something. And then we were driving back and it was like 2 a.m. Yep. Well, plus we, we walked all the way across the salt flats because I think you didn't want to get your car all salty. Yeah, I didn't want to get my so car So like salty. where we were headed was a couple miles across and then we had to do a couple miles back in the middle of the night. It was actually kind of rad. It was it one was of cool. my more, f you know, fond memories of this group. Yeah, it was fun. Ramsey, we got to do another one. Yeah. Round I'm two. I have to go back. I'm so up for it. <laughs> the stuff that Taylor does is pretty wild. We do. Yeah. We went on a, a little adventure um, through Zion's canyons. We went canyoneering. It was insane. You should check out his uh, his Instagram. We had Ramsey swimming through flooded channels with his backpack and all his gear, thinking, what on earth have I gotten myself into? It was frigid cold water. Oh, yeah. Good times. That sounded really cool, but... Jared and I had other plans. Yeah, we got to. Yeah, we saw Dune. We do cooler things. Yeah, Dude, Andrew. I and wanted I, to go Dune over like real life. Yes, Dune? Are you yes. kidding me? Andrew and I. That's because get, you texted us at like true. the night before. You're like, <laughs> Andrew and I get come. into nightlife things. We do fun stuff. We go to like bars and be cool and be hip. It's teen, true. I am hip, a not teenager. For those hip, that I guess we don't people. talk about it on the show, but I am a dad of four kids, married old Mormon dad. 
kind of living that boring life. It's definitely a, a strange crew we've got here. We've got like the hipster of the hipsters. Andrew who's becoming like a swole jock these days. We've got Ramsey who's sort of bridging the gap between the two. Ramsey, the retired skateboarder. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we do have a very interesting crew, but we all manage to get along and that's what matters. It's a symbol of unity. Yeah, that's right. So looking back on the episode, what uh, what's been good? What's been bad? What would you change? That's a good question. I think we just got to stay a little more consistent and on a schedule. We're trying our best to kind of pump these two episodes out monthly, but it's hard with everybody's schedule. I mean, Taylor's a professor. Andrew's doing everything, a, a ton of stuff. Yeah. Jared's, I think, asleep yeah. half of the so time. So I, uh, um, I don't talk about this because you know, no free clout. But I do a second podcast as well. <laughs> so hey, don't mention the, yeah, the, yeah, we the won't podcast. Name it, yeah, I won't name it. But I do do a second podcast, and then I also have an internship, and then also I'm going to school full time. So I do stay pretty We're busy. Busy people. So yeah. honestly, I'm amazed that we've been able to crank out with very few exceptions of a regular schedule of episodes. So it's pretty rad. Speaking of the exception, there's a very noticeable one which we did tease twice, and then have never done it. And we do at some point, I promise, we'll make a quantum materials episode. Oh. Scheduling has yeah. been a challenge. On Honestly, that's been the biggest beef with the podcast for me is scheduling, not just with the Quantum, but with many other episodes, especially yeah. sponsored episodes. First off, huge, huge thank you to the sponsors make this show possible. You've heard us go on and on. You've heard me 50 times talk about how much I love these companies, but for real, we couldn't do this without them because mm-hmm. I couldn't do this all alone. I need the help of you guys, and we need people to help pay these undergrads because you guys like need to be compensated for your yeah. time. You put in a lot of time to edit, to record, to research, and so huge thanks. You know, there's been like a dozen companies that have sponsored episodes in the last two years, and, then, and we hope to have yeah. many more going forward. I, I would say that I think maybe the best thing about this podcast, and this is a testament to the companies, is that we've been able to be a little more picky about who we choose. All the companies that we've chosen are companies that we genuinely want to work with. We don't say, yeah, short anyone. Yeah, we've definitely started turning away ideas yeah. for collaborations and podcasts that don't make sense. Because that would be wasting your time. As much as money is cool, we want to make sure that you guys actually enjoy what we put out. Or there's no point to do it. Yeah, totally agree. It's been good exposure too, because when you're in academia or just in school in general, you don't really realize what companies are doing. Mm-hmm. And most of the time, companies aren't as public or don't have a very good outreach department or marketing in general. And so, being able to actually see that there are companies doing really fascinating things that we aren't aware of at the time is really oh, yeah. cool. And then also just the it's really interesting to kind of see the ramp up because we started with some very small companies and now we're working up to some very big things coming. Yeah. I mean, spoiler alert, 2022, stay tuned because we have some of the biggest companies in the material science space that have already sponsored episodes. We're excited to release those. So mm-hmm. stay tuned for those. One thing that has been really fun is when I was in high school, I did a little bit of design work just on, for fun. Never took a design class, still haven't taken a design or art class. And so it was fun to actually do the artwork for the podcast and oh, develop, yeah. like, how do you develop a color scheme, branding? How do you make artwork explaining scientific things? Because, small rant here, you go to a lot of journal articles and you read them and then they have a diagram explaining <laughs> Which is like, trash. what's happening physically. And it's something they made in PowerPoint. There's, like, weird yep. gradients on the uh, the shapes. And it's it doesn't actually show you anything. And it's It probably would have been better if they just omitted it. I don't understand why they don't just hire me or <laughs> some right. other, just hire an artist, whatever. You could pay like an art student $50 That's it. and just have them drop a quick mock above your scientific thing. But it's something that we don't think about a lot. Like you do the science, you write it. But honestly, if you can't communicate it, if you can't actually show it to someone in a way that they can understand, it's probably not going to be understood or read. 
and it's not going to have as big of an impact as maybe it should. Go back and look at some of the art that Andrew's made. You can find it on our website, manchillismpodcast.com. But on the each individual episode, it's the sort of footnote, the uh, thumbnail for that episode. Mm-hmm. He's done some really great ones. We also post on our Instagram channel, and they look great there. Yeah, yeah if you go to the beginning of the Instagram, you can see the bad ones I made in the beginning. See the progression. You can see, yeah, you yeah. can see our color scheme and our branding evolve over time. Yeah, we 100%. did actually go for a much darker color as time went on. I yeah. will say... Uh, I kind of had the same experience where, I mean, I did a lot of editing, but I'd only ever done video editing before. So moving to audio editing was a bit of a shock. It wasn't impossible, but it was a lot of YouTube videos. Yeah. I think that this whole entire thing has really just kind of pushed our skills. Like, obviously, every day Sparks uses outreach and speaking, so having a podcast to talk about is great. But it's been great for me because, like, it... You know, when you're so busy between class and research, it's it's hard to add one more thing on. But if I know that I've got a deadline and I have a commitment to you guys that we're going to record... I get it done. Like I'll read the the review articles. I'll I'll do the research to make sure that I can talk about it the day of. And so it's been forcing me to learn about things that I didn't know about. So I've actually really loved it for that reason. Yeah, we're learning together, which is kind of cool. Yeah. Although looking back on it, now that I'm I'm a graduate student, going back to freshman self when I just wanted a podcast to listen to, um, I don't really I listen to the edits sometimes just to, to make sure that everything's good. But I still don't actually have a podcast to listen to because by the time we're done recording and everything, I'm like, okay, I don't want to hear this anymore. But I go back time. now, one that's like a year old, I actually get a kick out of listening to because I, I learned stuff because I've forgotten it, right? Yeah. Because I learned it like the night before. So it's definitely like the short-term memory. So re-listening to it actually helps it make it stick a it's little bit. It's almost like going back to your notes. It totally is. It, it totally, totally is. is, yeah. I've seen Because I do sometimes go back if it's something I like found interesting at the time. Yeah, like I re-listened to our Halloween because it... You know, just we just passed Halloween, and I was thinking about it again. I was like, "Oh, that was a good episode." We listened to it; it holds up, man. That was a good one. Yeah, and if you got a topic that comes up in class, and we got an episode for it, I mean, why yeah. not give it a listen? That's why we, and that was actually originally even what started the idea of the micro, because we wanted just to make these small things for people who had these topics in class that they wanted to learn, and we still want to do that at some point. It was like materials and basics or something. It had a very yeah. simple name, but that's the hard thing. We put a lot of time into it, but it isn't our only, it's not our careers. Yeah. It's not something that our, our sole thing we do. Like it's, it's ancillary for most of us, but like the fact that we have like a team that like gets together yeah. and is able to just pull things. We do have, we together. do have very high hopes and a lot of ideas, but sometimes they're just so hard to do. And that's also the hardest thing about all the viewer responses or like requests. You see all these episodes, like that's such a great episode. I just don't know how we could do it justice or how we could do it in general. You yeah. pretty much have like two years worth of episodes planned. Oh my out. gosh! Yeah, and that, which is not to, to say yeah. you shouldn't send us yeah. info, right? We don't want to or whatever, because yeah. we've changed our minds on stuff, and we've mm-hmm. actually changed it based off of you know user feed, listener feedback. I like user feedback. User feedback. Yeah. <laughs> right. Or even like a sponsor comes up, and we're like, oh, that's that's a much better episode than what we were going to yep. do. We can just yeah. push our our list yep. back. Yep, absolutely. Yeah. So, by the way, companies that may be listening. Uh, realize that we are more than happy to hear your proposal for ideas for podcast episodes. It's been really fun to work with companies. We are pretty easy to work with. Obviously, we help you do the editing. If you want, if you don't like how you said something, you can go back and fix it and all that. I think that we're pretty easy to work with in that way. Yeah, and it's always kind of cool to see applications of material science in the industry as well. Yeah, see how these companies are. I think that's my favorite thing because, I, like I said, I took Sparks class. I didn't do too great because I, at the end of the day, I was like, this just feels like chemistry with more steps so it's nice <laughs> now to see that chemistry with more steps has a purpose it does okay before we go i just want to you know ask everyone here because this is a it's an collective group of individuals with interesting backgrounds 
What's the advice that you would give to your listener? Assuming your average listener is probably a student studying in some aspect, whether high school or college, what's your advice for them? Right off the bat, I would say do hands-on research. Oh, you stole mine. That's what I was going to say. <laughs> yeah, That is literally the most important thing you could do. Um, at least in my own experience, as soon as I got involved in undergraduate research, I just, I don't know, I feel like I learned a ton more than yeah, just dude, quantum leap. Know. I'll even yeah. do a precursor to yours. Meet professors. Dang it, that was going to be a second one, dude. That was my backup one. So I have so many friends who I'm like, oh, I'm going to do something for this professor. I'm going to help this professor. And they go, I don't know any professors. I'm like, it's it's your fault. You just need to go speak to them. Because you would talk to us, yeah. right? You just have to go, st- even if you just walk in and say like, hi, I- I'm Jared. Nice to meet you. That's enough. Just like, I think students don't you. realize that faculty want to help students, but yeah. like I can't read your minds. I don't know what your career goals are. You got to tell me that stuff. And yeah. also, plus, it, I think professors get more excited when they see a student who's you know excited 100%. about the topic and 100%. coming and talking. And to if you. you don't know if your faculty is gonna. What if tomorrow your teacher quits and goes work at in, like works at your dream company? There's someone you now know there. And it's usually so easy. Like professors hold office hours and a lot of professors just sit there oh, yeah. do other oh, totally. work or answer emails totally. during that time. Just come up with an excuse to go talk to them. Even if it's just like, hey, I'm curious about your research. It's literally that easy. Make them so that they know themselves. their name, so that they know your name. I think my advice, yeah, like going and actually talking to professors, so many of the connections I've made by just talking and making friends with professors have been incredibly valuable, more valuable than some of the classes that I've taken and the money that I've spent. Yep. Um, because I've gotten into opportunities. I've gotten into jobs as a result of them. But one thing I have come to notice is that I think that when you're a student, there's like this resume-driven development. You want to make your resume look as good as possible, and you want to make it so that you're as competitive as possible. And mm-hmm. I think that can lead some people astray in terms of what's actually like an optimal career path because you want to make sure you have as much experience as possible. And so I see a lot of people, and I'm definitely guilty of this, who just do a bunch of things and they do them all uh, in like a, a pretty like shallow capacity. So, oh, I know a little bit about polymers. I know a little about ceramics and metals. And you end up with a situation where, okay, maybe that makes you a competitive applicant for a job and you get that job. But then when you have to start actually working on them, do you have the depth to actually pull it off? Do you have the knowledge and expertise I think it's daunting and t- uh, to go deeper into a, a subject, like go really deep into metals or ceramics and start learning about like powders and packing and all this stuff. But I, I feel like the most common word you see on a resume is intermediate knowledge or general understanding yeah. of. Yeah, no yep. one ever pushes themselves to have an expert or like a really high level understanding of something. And we need those people. And honestly, what, what I've come to realize and something I really regret was not having more like raw hands-on knowledge with materials. Like don't just make a slurry or do the calculations of what should go into a slurry, make it and feel it. Like what does a good slurry feel like? What does a bad slurry feel like? Absolutely. Geologists used to lick rocks. Yep, so they I can totally tell, agree, like, man. What is the material science yeah, equivalent of that? Don't lick slurries. You're going to get yeah, us yeah. in a lot of trouble. <laughs> You're going to have people licking rocks. Right, but like this, you, you have sensors, you have measurement devices right in your fingers for actually like learning what like a good slurry versus a bad one or like, brittle versus or even if you're going to do work on material even though you can find all the data and all of the stuff on a website like (laughs) matmatch.com test it yourself yeah for real i mean i work at a i design test fixtures and like it's really cool to see them use and actually like get that data yourself get a feel for the error like what goes wrong Mm -hmm. when it fails like what are the weird ways that it doesn't measure it correctly and how could you learn from those here's my advice for students 
<clears throat> don't wait for the world to basically bring you the, your opportunity on some silver platter. I think a lot of students have this idea, like, I'm going to get through the pipeline. I'm going to have this degree, and there'll just be this company waiting for me, this awesome job at the end. But my my advice to you is create something. Create something now. Andrew's a perfect example of this. He, he helped me create this podcast as a student. Now he has, he got the resume thing, obviously at the end, which, you know, whatever. But he created something that has his name on it, has a mm -hmm. lasting impact. Like every one of our listeners, you can create something. Go out and tell that advisor who does research that you care about, tell him or her like, hey, I, I'm going to work in your lab. Like just be proactive about it. Don't wait for them to say, hey, I'm looking for a student to do this. Like you can go out and make those things happen if you just are proactive about it. That is the best advice. Yeah, like you want a student club, make one. Like you want a alumni network, create it. Like build that stuff. Yeah, I was saying the connection thing that obviously goes past just being a student. Even working at a company, meeting other people at other companies and getting to know them can only help you. I literally showed up to Rom's office and was like, "I want to do research for this lab." I mean, we at, at UCSB it. It was just the best, you know, place for materials. So I was just like, "I want to get involved as soon as possible." Yeah. So I just literally showed up and was like, I learned how to do XRD, XRF, SEM, synthesizing materials from scratch. I mean, it's insane how much you learn. Yeah. Another good advice is that you always want to just like rush through school so you can go into the workplace, but school is the best time to actually learn things because once you get into industry, they're not going to pay you for to spend three weeks just learning something that's interesting and will be helpful. They want results as quickly as possible. And so school's a great time to like, incubate yourself in some sense and actually like learn things like the way I learned LaTeX and Python I'm totally self-taught on both of those is I just said okay I have to write a lab report it's going to take three times as long but I'm going to force myself to write it in LaTeX even though I have no idea how to do it and it took longer but now I'm much more proficient at it or I have to do a big complex hairy calculation for cl a class that I don't want to do I'll do it in Python and that'll force me to actually understand it and it I'll learn Python along the way Nice. Yeah. And I, I also suggest working with your classmates. I mean, you could learn so much from working with other other students or or graduate students. I mean, there's a ton of of things I picked up just from working with somebody who's an expert in experimenting, somebody who's an expert in machine learning. I mean, there's just a ton of opportunity there as well. Collaboration. Okay. We hope that you enjoyed this episode. It was atypical, right? This was not your average materialism episode, but we enjoyed it. We love this podcast. We love that you guys listen to us. You give us a reason to make this, and that's pretty cool. So thanks for being out there. Obviously, you know how you can help us. Reviews, telling your friends, sharing it around. That stuff's how we you know, grow as a podcast. That's what we'd love to have you help us do. <laughs> okay, so thanks for being out there, and we will see you in the next episode. Catch you guys next time. Here's to the next 50. Here's to the next 100. <laughs> thanks, Jared. See you guys. The inventors of fire, electricity, magnetism, iron, lead, glass, silk, cotton. The makers of tools, the captors of lightning, the architect, the engineer, the musician, are all beneficiaries of the materials of this world and are bound only by their imaginations in manipulating those materials. <laughs>